0: We have the trade gods with us tonight, so you know that we're going to be talking some trades, some dynasty trades, the art of trading, like how do you get trades going in your leagues, but what what other things are we going to talk about tonight, Matt, on the Dynasty Roundtable?
1: Yeah, this week's episode is a very special Power Hour featuring Matty Kewum and Jason Allwine, player profiler zone trade gods. You can find their podcast on Typically Thursday nights, but maybe we have a little uh, programming alert in the works. So, so stay Ooh. tuned for for more info about both of our shows. But for tonight, the main event is going to be discussing the art of trading. So we brought in Maddie and Jason to to talk to you all about how to pick out the right league mates, how to find the right trade partner and you know the biggest we obviously are going to talk buys and sells you know if we're going to talk about trading and how to get trades done we're obviously going to talk about who to trade for and we're even going to rate a few trades at the end of the show so we have some backups from player profilers trade finder here ready in the show sheet but we would prefer to answer you the chats questions here live so get your trade questions in now be specific with the league settings and uh, at the end of the show you know we're going to go through as many as we can go through
0: Yeah. So marathon, I mean, we have the trade gods on here, so we, we gotta, you know, we gotta do it right. So the first question, all right, I'm going to kick it to you, Maddie. Okay. All right. You ready for this? Okay. So here's the, here's the thing. All right. So you're in these leagues. If you're in as many as I am, you're in too many, but how do you identify the optimal trade partner? What is it? Is he super active in the chat? Is, is the guy putting players on the trade block that you like? Or what, how do you identify this optimal trade partner?
2: So there's two ways to go about this. So, you know, as, as the techniques would call for D-Lyman, D you could go the power move or the finesse move. The finesse move, the trade partner is you, you're looking for a specific position. You look at the trade block. You see who's potentially selling someone at that position, and you are a lot more likely to get a good back and forth going immediately in which maybe you can get a deal done. So the ideal trade partner, if you go with the finesse move, is someone who's selling because it's tough to get someone to buy if they're not selling. I mean to sell if they're just closing their doors. The other way, though, the power move is you have the effing player that I want that's what the ideal trade partner. I want DJ Moore, you have DJ Moore. Let's go baby. We're going to be talking trade. That so if you're going to go straight bulldozer, it's the person who has the player you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you Jason? What do you think? Yeah, I mean
3: I think there's always so many ways to find a trade partner. I think like one thing, uh, ultimately it's going to come down to your roster, but for example in our Trade Gods Invitational League, I'm sitting there with Sean Tucker. I don't have Rashad White. What am I really going to do with Sean Tucker? I mean, obviously, in an ideal world, not an ideal world. If anything ever happens to Rashad White, I would have some value with Sean Tucker. But we have to clear bench space in this league, so I've tried to find the guy who owns Rashad White. Try to trade him to it. Uh, trade trade him to him. Uh, you didn't actually want Sean Tucker, but still, that that would be the idea. Send the players you don't want. So, <laughs> like you know, you have a wide receiver that's kind of sitting there. You know, maybe go to the guy who has that quarterback. You know, something like that. Maddie already mentioned the trade block. I mean, that's the most ideal way. And even though vice versa of his power move, the person who comes to you with the player Absolutely. that they want, that's the best trade partner. When they when they come knocking at your door, those are the best ones. But obviously you can't really plan that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have all you have all the power in those situations. Yeah. Like, I need it de- it depends on how they they go about it. You can tell when someone comes at you and they're willing to give up whatever it takes and then you you can tell when somebody comes at your door and and they're willing to walk away it's like a car dealership you got to be willing to walk away you know yeah, yeah. um yeah. but those are all those are all great points except for the fact that the guy who didn't want or who had rashad white didn't want sean tucker mm. yeah not a good move what, that was weird weird it when you're in anymore. i mean with the with the upside that he has if Rashad White were to go down who's on his team it's smart it's smarter to handcuff in dynasty so that's a missed opportunity yeah. by him but yeah. there's there's a i think we've touched on the main topic which is there's a human factor a human aspect to consider outside of just roster construction and some of the things that i think about are you know who do you get along with there yeah. you know if you've yeah. if you've been in enough leagues you know there are people who you know maybe they know that You know, you you watch a lot of player profile or 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 whatever it is. They they think that you might be trying to pull the wool over their eyes, no matter no matter what you send them. And usually, those people are a little bit less informed and a little less secure in their ability to value players. Because I don't know about you guys, but like we're you know most of three of us here are in the Riders Roundtable League, and and all four of us here play in multiple dynasty leagues with with sharp people. Has there ever, ever been a trade situation where you didn't trust the other player? Not, not personally. I mean, I, 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 I like to have best interests. There's a difference between just bad trades, right, and somebody who really yeah. thinks that they're trying to trick you. And that mm-hmm. just doesn't happen when you're secure in your ability to value players. You see a bad trade, you're like, no, get out of here. Yep. And there's a, there's a human aspect of like if there's there someone you get along with, then that's going to be a good trade partner because you're more likely to find common ground. And similarly, people who use the same resources as you, for example, the, the Dynasty Dominator app, mm-hmm. those are also people who are more likely to be better trade partners because you have that common ground between the two of you. And it's more likely that you can come to an agreeable decision because the, the biggest fallacy in trades is that there has to be, your, your value has to be 20, 30, 50 or more plus. You got you to gotta sweep the deal. No, you mm-hmm. can lose a trade on face value and still win it if that's your roster needs absolutely being able to have that common ground uh, is huge in in being able to get trades done
0: yeah So a lot of good advice there um i don't know about you guys but i'm in so many leagues uh dynasty leagues at least 20 plus um built up over six years of playing so when you start playing you know like your first leagues are always your worst obviously and then once you get to the point where I believe all of us are at because we're all in uh, leagues together, we're all talking about dynasty all the time is you have a pretty firm gra- grasp on player values and you're pretty secure in your trade talks. And I think we all, there's different, it's just like there's different person personality types in the gym. There's different yeah. personality types <laughs> in your dynasty league. I think there's the guy for me that, send you a trade offer and you go well that's gonna be a completely unfair offer because he doesn't like deals that don't involve him just completely smashing the deal <laughs> like there's that guy uh there's a the guy who is you know doesn't send trade offers all much at all like and then there's the uh, super active in the chat guy but never really does much of anything it's yeah, smack I don't know guy. If you, yeah, the smack talk guy like the gift guy like all these things um <laughs> You know, so there's different personality types in, uh, in dynasty leagues, but that when, like, I like to know, look, (laughs) if I can speak here, I like to know my league mates based, like some of them, I know I, I see the trade offer come through and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm even afraid to open this up. Other league mates are like, "Hmm, I, I, I don't typically get a trade from him. Let's see what it is. And honestly, about 90%, 80 to 90% of the trades that I, that you get in your inbox on the first offer i'm usually either rejecting or countering like i'm not i'm typically when you get that inbox trade where you're like oh my god like that's an auto is this like sometimes i text a buddy and i go is this an auto accept no matter what (laughs) and he goes yeah that that's an auto accept let me make sure that this player's not injured yada 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 um so yeah trading is one of the most fun things in dynasty but a lesson i had to learn the hard way is especially early on is I like to trade so much that I would negotiate, start negotiating <laughs> deals. I had no business negotiating, you know? And so you have to learn when, Oh, this is not, uh, this is not a deal that's going to benefit me and you have to be able to walk away for sure. So yeah, I, trades, I mean, are the, in dynasty, I mean, hopefully now you've made some good ones, you know, cause now it's like we are pretty set on our player evaluations. There's not much edge that can be gained, but, uh, but, yeah, trades and dynasty, like, there's all sorts of different ways you can go about it. Um, we have some well, comments. I guess real, i, ask, yeah, I go just ahead. Want to add
2: some real quick to what you were saying. And mm-hmm. I love the breaking down the psychology of your league mates because regardless of the format you play in, whether it's a casual league, home league, sharp league, those profiles ring true. They ring true throughout. But mm-hmm. one little recommendation, something that I'll do, uh, and this year specifically is kind of where I – I don't want to say mastered it, but I kind of honed it in a bit was uh, – I did. I entered a few different dynasties, ones I haven't been in before, so I didn't really know everyone in the league. I knew maybe one or two guys, is start negotiating in uber good faith right off the bat because people will show their true colors when they feel like they're in advantage when it comes to trade talk. So if you're to the, oh, you know, you make your first-round pick. Let's say you're at the end of the first round. You take Garrett Wilson. they are like, oh, what do you want for Garrett Wilson? Oh, you know, him and Hall, don't just beg. Like, I don't want to. Don't piss him. Don't send them away go at least halfway down the trade talks halfway down the negotiation path because then throughout that you'll know all right this guy will get the edge in a trade but want more here's the you know give him out a crumb he's going to ask for a cookie guy because you've conceded <laughs> on one player but now he's going to want a second piece or you'll be like oh this guy's been very receptive he's been responsive he's he he seems like someone who's a little more sharp it'll give you some diagnostics on, on how that you could what profiles they might fit
0: yeah man like I love that because you, I, And I did this early on, too, is one of the mistakes I made when I first started playing is I would trap myself into a position I didn't want to be in, meaning like I would send an offer as a counter. And then I I'd, I'd think in the moment, oh, that was a good offer, but I didn't think it through mm-hmm. well enough. And I'm like, no, well, now like so he rejected and sent a counter. But now I'm kind of stuck in that position. Like sometimes you just got to get out of that position. You know yeah. what I mean? Like and just say, yeah. you know what? Yeah. And all that starts with negotiating in good faith. So I love that. Uh, I love that for sure. So Harry wants me to he wants me to ch- tell how how to trade for Aaron Rodgers. I want Seth to tell me how to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Uh <laughs> the the key there is uh is don't don't do that. Um so Harry so <laughs> Harry uh Snowman is one of our OGs in the chat. So he he knows that uh you know, he knows that I love Aaron Rodgers. Um Yeah. So
1: what is it today? Opposite day. <laughs> Shout out to Ahan Runta, also also stopping by in the chat. Says he's getting the best four man fantasy football boy band of the generation on screen. Wow. Now 100%. I real I think we're only a boy band because of Maddie's haircut and beard, and then Jason's <laughs> turtleneck i think that's no
0: no you got the look you got the the
1: nice i wore the backwards that's got
2: the backward hat oh man we do hit it right here yeah Yeah. i
0: must be the drummer or something i'm Um, gonna
2: age myself here do you guys remember this mtv straight like series movie about a boy band called together
0: Mm-mm.
1: no See, this right. This is no, when no, i no. was
2: young i am way old so i'm an old far if you could come across i think it's on youtube maybe it is pretty hilarious but it is a, a spoof on putting together a boy band and they do like these fundamental elements like the heart throb the the yes. leader the bad boy the older dick older guy and it's like yeah Okay, we're kind of hitting the we're kind of checking those boxes. Here.
0: It's kind of like the people in your Dynasty League. You got the <laughs> yeah. you got the bad boy. You got the oh, uh, you got the heartthrob.
1: Uh, yeah, like oh, the six personality God.
0: traits in every Dynasty League that you need to know and capitalize on. There we go. Sing it. You like got like a first person. Song? Yeah, how to take advantage of each different personality type in your <laughs> Dynasty League. Our
1: uh, our producer Jay. Shout out to Jay. Says he remembers that movie. So oh, Jay. Have... Jay, all right. Coming in. And then, Maddie. Harry, this sounds like he copied and pasted it, maybe, from Wikipedia or Google. <laughs> <but> <laughs> maybe he knows what, what this is.
2: No, there's no way. That is a copy and paste job. Harry's <laughs> up here. Uh,
0: we had, I lost it. The chat is alive and well tonight. Holy they God, really wow. are. Look at this. Really I, I can't even, five should star these. As we all know on the Dynasty Roundtable, I'm the best with technology. I can end shows, um, total copy-paste. Okay, so this is what the one I wanted to uh, see. He says, thoughts on my team. 12 team, PPR, 2 flex, field, CMC, d I love that you have Dave Montgomery. You've been watching my videos. Um, Ridley, Christian Watson. Uh, I guess that's okay. No, maybe Um, not watching your videos. Yeah, maybe not. not Uh, (laughs) Mark Andrews uh Mike big, big Mike Mike Williams uh Mike, Mike Williams. Will That's
2: Mike, Mike Williams. Will. Williams Mike Will cooks. Michael Cooks, cooks. Uh, <laughs> Mike Will Cooks
0: Michael Cooks Mike Will Cooks Flowers This is the hardest <laughs> roster to read <laughs> Yeah commas Yeah I I yeah so I think this is a pretty good team I love the fact that you have fields um I think it's a one quarterback league you don't specify that it says so two I,
2: flexes, so I'm assuming with two flexes means one QB, or else it would be super yeah. flex. Two it's flexes. Not,
1: I it's guess not very deep. For being it's very top. Yeah. It's very honest. I love I love flowers. I
0: do love flowers. Um both <laughs> the player and the you know the item of uh, the, the, the the plant. Um is it Rogers? Aaron Rodgers. It has to be. Yeah. It's not t- it's not pretty, it's pretty good. I give it a solid B plus. What do you guys think?
1: I, um, yeah. I'm with what Jay said in the chat. He said that roster's kind of whack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the producer Jay coming in clutch more uh, than once already. We're not even 20 guys. minutes into the episode. <laughs> uh, I'm going to
2: give this roster Marco a solid B minus because you got the pillars to win. You got a good quarterback who can have the top five upside. You have the running back. You have the tight end. Christian Watson takes that step, but you're he's gonna need to make some moves he's gonna have to hope that one of those backup running backs he has on his bench pops so that he can make a real aggressive move for another receiver
0: yeah Yeah. uh let's see someone with a degree in english uh margot tucci your team statement hurts me (laughs) so anyway it's it's okay we um we're, we're all working on punctuation here all the time you know we as we all are um as the editor of player profiler um anyway so what's we have another question or yeah what's
1: before one? before we lose the show too much yeah. here so <laughs> i gonna it's crazy here i'm gonna get wild uh <laughs> before, i'm gonna kick it off to jason here uh so i hear this all the time in a lot of my leagues i even suffer from it in a couple of leagues myself you know the league's kind of fun but no one ever trades. No one wants to trade, and it gets kind of boring. Everyone's just sitting there with their own roster. So, Jason, how do you spark league activity? How do you get the league to start being more active in trades? I mean, it's just you've got to hope maybe one guy leaves
3: the league and you can bring in a friend maybe, start, <laughs> start, uh, start letting the dominoes fall. Maybe, like, purposefully lose a couple trades if it's really bad. Like, you know, send out some offers where, where you're losing, you know, to, to just, you know – make people feel like they're winning. Uh, But it's, I mean, it's tough If people. There are some people out there who just do not trade. It is just, it is just what they do. They, when I play in leagues with my stepdad, for example, he does not trade. He just does not trade. He drafts and that's it. That's his team. He'll do some waiver moves and it is what it is. Uh, I've never been able to get a trade done with him. And, you know, some people are just like that. But I think if you are, you open a form of communication, you send over more than fair offers uh, and, and you and you have some friendliness in there, you know, you'll know. you probably at least get one deal done with someone, um, hopefully. How
1: hopefully. about you, Maddie? This is what you do.
2: You, you call one of your buddies and you say, I need to get the F out of my league. Do you have an opening for me? Because this is boring as I'll get out. But <laughs> if that's an option, let's just say that the league is not active, but it's your best friends. It's the guys that you want to play fantasy with the most. So leaving is not an option. What you have to do is artificially construct a way to really really get the the competitiveness of the league so you gotta you gotta crank that up to 11 whether that be uh, a, a higher buy-in um, losers bracket lottery systems yeah. maybe going to dynasty maybe making deeper benches deeper rosters you need to somehow it'll turn that a competition turn that intensity turn the the, the yeah. wanting to win up to 11 because that could kind of kind of get the, the gears a turn and Once they start, you can get everything flowing because guys get addicted to trading. It's the best. It's honestly the yep. most fun thing in, event, in my opinion. So sometimes you just have to, okay, no one's really that competitive. Well, let's make it a higher buy-in because it also tells you, let's say your league has been $50 for 10 years, but it just really isn't that active. Go guys, let's go up to 100, 150. Maybe you lose a couple, but maybe it's a couple of people you want to lose like Jason said, and then you could bring in some more, uh, maybe like more active GMs that can get things cracking. But that's what I would say. Turn that, turn that competitive nature up to 11, the best way you can.
0: Yep. I love, I love that answer. I was, I was going to say like, try to figure out a way to bring the league together. I don't know like if you have a home league, it's probably easier, but if if you're online, you know, get a chat going, try to like Mm -hmm. whether it's a lot of my leagues have the group me, other leagues have a, like I have a league that I'm on discord with, you know, like I'm, we're constantly interacting with each other on discord. Also, if you're not trading in fantasy football, you're doing it wrong because you're yeah. locking a door of potential value for yourself. Okay. Yeah. So you, you have to at least be open to trading because if, if you're not somebody else in your league is going to be, and they're going down that value door and you're not. Okay. So you should, absolutely the people who are not trading are not doing fantasy football right just from a logical standpoint and so you need to somehow also direct them over to player profiler so we can teach you how to <laughs> yeah. the player player values how to trade yeah. how to execute a proper trade you know and that all these things can help and how i identify these you know potential trades that i'm that i'm looking for is i i typically look for a player that i like that's under market value Mm -hmm. david montgomery like everybody hates you know like everybody thinks oh jameer gibbs oh jameer gibbs is gonna be the man this year and i just you know i reach out i usually start with something that i would be more than comfortable giving up and um We go from there and we see what happens. Sometimes it's an auto reject. You don't get a response. You can always send a message to say, hey, what'd you think of that offer? Like I'm I'm interested in player X. Um, So just being open and communicating. I think communication is very underrated in life and in fantasy football. So even over communicating and being polite and trying to open up your league to different possibilities too. And sometimes, you know, that means changing things up like maddie Kiwum is suggesting and you know guess what some people might not be cool with that that's fine they you know they can leave and i'll leave you guys with this don't feel bad if you have to leave a league okay yeah now let me let me preface this by saying you should do everything in your power not to leave a league okay because i'm a firm believer if you commit to something you should follow through but if you've done everything that you can possibly do like you've hey guys let's start a group me hey what do you think of this trade and that it, it's radio silence and you're just playing with 11 other robots who are like we do not trade we only go through the proper channels of doing waiver wire and rookie draft mm-hmm. um then that then if you've tried everything you can possibly do you might need to contact the commissioner and say hey you know um I'll, I'll play out this year like finish the year but yeah definitely like, finish the year and give them you know proper heads up don't just like ghost them but you might need to just get out of that league and join a new league that does trade that does fulfill what you want the league mm-hmm. to be like if you if you're an active guy and you want there to be a ton of trades and there's no trades and you've tried you might need to leave but do everything you can not to though is would be my advice.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of put the icing on the cake here. The, the, sorry, the cherry on top of the cake. That's what I, that's what I meant to say. The little, the little finishing touch because these are all great points. I think the, my, my overarching advice here is just to, you have to build the trust in your league. If, if your league is truly dead and you're competitive and you're, you know, you know each other, you've been playing for years, then it's, it's not about, you know, the love of the game or not wanting to trade. It's more, it's, probably more about people being afraid to lose a deal yeah and you know i think someone in the comments said it i'm not sure exactly where but but start i think it was jay but starting small and just kind of getting a couple of kind of insignificant trades going um my my redraft league suffered from this my home redraft league suffered from this last year and i did like a a Devin Duvernay for, for somebody like some gross one for one swap. (laughs) It was a trade that went through and popped up in the feed. Right. And that gets, Mm -hmm. you know, one person to say like, Oh, I'm looking for a running back who's trying to trade. And then the ball starts kind of rolling. And this is a good spot to start to introduce resources to people in the league. One of the biggest things is trade calculators, right? So at first I kept the Dynasty Dominator secret cuz I didn't want anyone to know and I wanted to I wanted to beat them in trades, right? I wanted yeah. to to keep it keep it to myself and take advantage of other people who didn't have it. And that proved not as as fruitful as when I started sending screenshots of trade calculator results to people and people say, "Well, what app are you using for that?" And I say, "The Dynasty yeah. Dominator app. No commission, by the way. I didn't it's all <laughs> for free." Yeah, And, but they get the app and they start looking through the values and there's something about being able to put a a number to something where you can just like, no one, no one actually knows besides a very few people, like the actual algorithm that goes into lifetime value. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's an established authority in fantasy football. And there's some sort of value calculation being put in front of you. So if you can establish that same source of like, here's our baseline for what's a good deal and all of your league mates are looking towards, you know, the dynasty dominator app, for example, to, to rate trades, then you're more more likely to find a common ground between you and your league mate and get that deal done. Um, And so, yeah, besides establishing the basis of trust, like I really believe that just getting the ball rolling with some pretty insignificant ones and getting the people who don't trade as much to get experience with that, maybe even letting them win a couple of insignificant trades then That's you can really one. start letting the ball letting the ball roll there. So shout out to Jay in the chat for for calling that one out.
0: Yeah. So we got a couple good questions. We have the Jesus Christ is in the chat. Jesus wow. he's here. <laughs> um, anyway, he is everywhere. He's omnipresent. Is what I've been told. Um, Michael Thomas and James Connor for Debo. Hate Debo, but great value, right? Uh, I would say so. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I about agree. Those.
2: I agree. I'm not a big Debo guy. I'm actually going to pass it to my man Jay, who is. But I think this is too good a value to pass up.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a huge Debo guy. I, mean, I think that you do do this trade. I, I will say, I mean, I think James Conner's in for a good year, but I mean, so is probably Debo. So I, I think, I think we'll, I think we'll go there for sure. I mean, Michael Thomas is at least dust. So
1: yeah, James- I, I feel like Debo for somebody who is just like wide receiver three and fantasy points per game or whatever it was, uh, like yeah. a year removed from that. I I, I'm not super bullish on Debo, but I feel like I'm ahead of the market a little bit in terms of where we expect him to finish, because I I've heard a lot of people talk about kind of load management games for McCaffrey and not wanting understandably wanting to run him into the ground, because what's the point of that? And so if they open up that passing game a little bit more, if if Purdy or Darnold or whoever steps out there is is capable of doing that to the level that Jimmy G did why why can't Debo finish as a top 12 receiver this year? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Debo side of that deal every day of the week. Yeah, Debo, man. Um, I,
0: I don't know what you're going to get from Michael Thomas. I mean, that's a big mystery. James Connors playing and now with Josh Dobbs or clayton tune they cut colt mccoy who i thought could you know be serviceable so i don't know i i I assume that they're going to give the opportunity for to clayton tune that's what i would do if i was trying to get the number one overall pick not saying that that's what they're doing but that's what they're doing um (laughs) uh but so there's just a couple question marks for those two players i think i like um you know, if you believe the narrative, he's in the best shape of his life. Apparently, Debo has been sending pictures of himself to Kyle Shanahan, like yeah. all offseason long, and he was ashamed of the bad shape that he was in. So if you believe that narrative, you're, you're definitely in line for Debo putting up a bounce back season. I've been drafting Debo. He's been falling to like the fourth round of these underdog drafts pretty consistently. Yeah. And at that price, I'm in. So I love I love this trade for a win now team getting Debo for sure um consolidating too as uh, mm-hmm. another thing i like to do so you're cons- yeah. con- little bit, little bit. consolidating a roster spot if i can speak um deepesh patel so we got some groovy people in the chat we got jesus and Depeche, um <laughs> and who knows who, who might become coming next i just drafted a dynasty startup in a 14 team league using a rebuild approach year one he has a rb heavy roster with gibbs P- javante williams pierce herbert uh bigsby who should i trade to get a decent wide receiver i know the answer that i have to this question but i'm interested to hear what you guys think because one name jumps out to me i don't know if it does for you
2: i'm trading every single one of these running backs except for gibbs i'm open to any single one of them in a rebuild there's none of these guys that i trust over a two-year period so i'll trade javante damian herbert bigsby wherever the value is i'm moving any or all of these running backs to a rebuild
3: Yep. I'm I'm with you there for sure. I mean, when when you're taking that real rebuild approach, I feel like you've got to go wide receiver heavy. So I, I would probably offload any of these guys, maybe even try to get yourself a quarterback or something, uh, but you know, some other pieces for sure.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent agreed. Literally just try. I would seriously trade for all four besides Gibbs. I would keep Gibbs cause he has the best shot of, and even then after a year, if I don't really think that, that my team, if you don't think your team's going to be, in that window in two to three years that I'd cut bait with Gibbs too. I mean, it, rebuild in 14 team leagues, especially is the the perfect spot to go zero RB until, until you're ready to go. Um, you know, maybe keeping a guy like Gibbs around to, to bolster the room, but you can get so much value by trading the four of those guys. Yeah. I think uh, I've said
0: it before. I'll, I'll stick by it. Doing a, doing a strategy like this, especially if you're acquiring multiple ones, in the dynasty startup draft, because we know that's the cheapest place to get those future first round picks. If you're willing to go down this route, um, it gives you a lot of flexibility. So yeah, you can trade literally anybody. And I'll, I'll include Gibbs in that, but don't just <clears throat> give them away for a haircut, right? right. Like if if right. somebody gives you the grandfather offer and says, I must have Jameer Gibbs on my team. Now it, it, that, it gives you that flexibility that you can be that trade partner for anybody, you know? So that's also another advantage of doing the rebuild. The name that sticks out to me like a sore thumb is Khalil Herbert. Like, I know Khalil Herbert's look good. I love the players that look good during training camp, right? It doesn't mean really <laughs> much of anything until you start playing. Yeah. I still think, I still maintain Roche. That's Roshan's backfield by the end of the season. So, because I believe he's the most talented running back on the roster, I think. You know, if you're doing best ball drafts, Khalil Herbert's probably going to be a pretty good producer at the beginning of the season, but Roshan's the guy you want at the end. So I'm looking to, that's one of the players I'm looking to trade right now because of my belief. And, you know, like, so that's kind of what you do in Dynasty is you kind of try to find edges and players that are getting boosts in value that maybe shouldn't be, at least that are short term players in that role. And I think, I just think Herbert's one of those players. For sure. Um, so great question. I think we have an informative segment. Gosh, thank you yep, guys so much for gonna... the chat, uh, for just keeping this alive. Shout out to producer Jay as well, who who started with us uh, last show. So producer Jay is awesome. The notorious J-R, J-R. So he's, sweet. he's doing yeah. a great job
1: chat's popping get your get your trade requests in the chat now for us to to break down later on after we take a quick break to find out more about the dynasty dominator we'll get into our buys and sells
4: Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add Titan Premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player and you can compare their lifetime value rating from player profiler to their dynasty ADP at the FFPC all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team. This is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side, prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add ons for super flex and, To buy the upcoming rookie class every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it.
1: All right. You know what what else is well worth it, Seth? While we're at it. Yeah, go, go ahead. Tell me. It's tuning into the future cast this season. Now, we talked about a little college football, Seth, you and I, a couple of weeks ago. Now, what if I told you you can get more? College football breakdowns on the player profiler feed. Well, you can. The future cast with Maddie Kewoom, who's what? right here. Right what? here. Theo Garmi is Maddie and Theo are gonna be with John Lobb. I apologize to John, whose last name I probably just butchered, but they're gonna be together on the Future Cast, breaking down the top college prospects on this channel. Maddie, why don't you tell us a little bit about the future cast?
2: so the future cast will premiere in just i think friday is the day we just had. we already recorded it yesterday with john lobb who was a beast uh but honestly it was, it's an honor to kind of take the baton of such a prestigious show here at the network that you know ray garvin was here for a little bit and then cody did so much with future cast and you know cody's awesome we all love cody here so uh to be able to kind of take the baton and hopefully uh live up to you know the massive shadow that cody has created building the brand of that show uh super excited but yeah we dive into the just the, the 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 most surface top tippy top guys of the 24 prospect at all the positions and we also break down a little bit of that new freshman Zechariah branch from USC who looked wildly dynamic in week zero for USc so if you want your college fix the future cast will be here about once a month to start and we'll ramp it up as the season goes on but we're talking prospects here we're going to keep it going awesome
0: yeah so we're gonna keep the we're gonna keep the future cast rolling with maddie and theo who knows maybe i'll be able to strong arm my way onto that show (laughs) who knows i know last year
2: you're doing good work with prospects i mean you were killing it when we were doing the mock draft lives like your insight into prospects so i mean you're gonna do that again this year your ass is definitely gonna have to be on the future cast
0: yeah well i i I don't know i still holding out hope for my guy xavier hutchinson um We'll see. That was one guy I was big in on. But we were, I mean, it was player profiler. We were in on, we were in on uh Marvin Mims and uh yep. you know this guy Jaden Reed, and of course uh, Anthony Richardson, Cody's like all in. I saw Cody take Richardson at the 101 and like a super flex, the deep end invitational.
2: He so, went tricycle in that that was a badass move.
0: I know he's he's uh he's more bold than me. Uh, I'll just say that so richardson man uh, anyway we won't go down this route too much but richard there's a real world where he finishes as you know the quarterback one in fantasy football it could happen it, it might be a long shot but that's the bet cody's making this year and you know you got to give him his props his flowers if you will but we'll his keep a it. Flowers. his a flowers that's right that's another one <laughs> by the way um so who's your biggest uh uh in dynasty so we talk trades right so give us the secret like players that we should be buying and selling Maddie which players are you buying and selling before the season starts
2: so I'll start with my buy this the the, the guy that I'm trying to snatch now in dynasty is Najee Harris running back for the Steelers the hype for Jalen Warren is getting tremendous which means that the value on Najee Harris is theoretically kind of dipping a bit Najee Harris has yet to rush for under 1000 yards in a given season. He has yet to not score 10 touchdowns in a given season. He's seems to be a workhorse and we talked about Cody Carpentier and, and you know the work that he does. He's been doing the uh, the training camp tour with roster watch and he was on the game plan last week to break down some of that news that he's been scooping. And what he's gathered from Pittsburgh Steelers camp is Najee is not only the guy in the backfield, he's the guy in the offense that this team turns to Najee for everything. He is their leader. We all know Mike Tomlin likes to deploy the bell cow. And let's not forget Najee Harris is an absolute tank of a human being, six, one over 230 pounds, uh, he's been a productive running back each of his two years as a pro top 20 seasons. Mm-hmm. You can get him right now at a little bit of a value because of that Jalen Warren hype. So I, I suggest doing that before. You know they they the Steelers' schedule sets them up in a way early and late to really dominate. So they could start three in one four and oh. and if they do that, that will be Najee Harris because because Najee Harris is eating. So if you want to get in on a potential RB one, I think you could do so at a slightly at a slight discount right now.
3: Yeah, I I love that I love that buy of Najee Harris. I, I think he's in for a huge year, man. Great great buy. I'm surprised you didn't throw out the DJ Moore. Mm-hmm.
2: of course i mean i can't i can only say dj Moore's name enough times
3: mm. because it just <laughs> yeah
2: the hype and, and honestly the hype is catching up the market is catching up to the hype that i've been oh, yeah. casting all offseason everyone's now in on him he has now made two plays in the preseason We're like oh yeah this guy was really good he was a first round pick he does have extreme athleticism and he was one of the most dominant receivers in college football yeah oh yeah he he's pretty know, good
0: you know what I I am so happy that you're saying this, not because I'm a Bears fan, guys, not because I'm a Bears fan. All right. I don't have my navy blue and orange goggles on. okay, (laughs) but I just want to say something that not a lot of people are saying in fantasy football right now. I believe and I know it's redraft, right? But these are values that we can use. I'm pretty sure last year in Carolina, DJ Moore was a third round pick in redraft pretty sure right now he's with a better quarterback i mean justin fields is better than sam darnold i think everybody can agree yeah and he's being drafted later now his value's been steamed up lately but the worries are all the bears passing offense they're not going to be as pass heavy the truth is they can't be any like they can't there's nowhere to go but up as far as their passing volume goes and fields was a passer in college so i think this is a match made in heaven I really do. And I'm really excited for the bears this year too. I mean, I, I like it's, it's going to be fun watching that offense work, I think. So I think you're going to want to get some DJ more too, but anyway, I just had to interject myself there because, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the, there was some mis val, misappropriation of value attached to DJ more. That's now correcting itself. Yeah, a little and bit I want to say that people like Maddie Kiwoom myself, we might have been ahead of the curve on that, especially Maddie, especially
1: Maddie. Hey, 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 hey! And so ma- maybe Matt you are you somebody. are talking to somebody who quite a literally, literally overdrafted a, a a Justin Fields DJ Moore stack. <laughs> oh, the dude, Riders that's round table.
0: <laughs> that's looking pretty good startup. right now. You're
1: damn right, it's looking, it's looking pretty, pretty good. good. It's looking
0: pretty. They pretty called good. me a
1: fool for taking Justin Fields over Lamar Jackson, but we yeah. we persist, and we're gonna have <laughs> one of the best stacks in fantasy football this season.
0: Love it. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jason? Uh, who's one of your buys? Who's one of your sells in Dynasty? I'm going
3: gonna, I'm gonna to go with the sell because I actually saw it here in the, cha- in, in the chat from your producer, Jay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it is not necessarily a sell. It is what this comment says, and it says, sell A.J. Brown because Devontae Smith's going to take over as the wide receiver one in Philly. You get a hell of a haul for A.J. Brown. I'm selling A.J. Brown for Devontae Smith plus every single league i can i think that is the smartest move you can make in football in redraft in dynasty because by the end of the year both of these guys are going to be neck and neck Devonte smith last season had less targets than aj brown had more receptions Devonte smith broke out his third year at alabama going into his third year in the nfl and i just i'm not saying that it's going to be bad for aj brown yet again a great athlete everything think he's going to be good I think these players are going to be neck and neck over the end of the year in the dynasty rankings at the end of the year. Everything. And from weeks 13 to the Super Bowl, Devontae Smith actually did outscore AJ Brown 162.4 points from weeks 13 through the Super Bowl for Devontae Smith 159.1 for AJ Brown in that same span. Remember that and neck and neck, they're going to score the same amount of points. AJ Brown's fantastic. Devonte Smith's fantastic. But Devontae Smith right now is wide receiver, 10 AJ Brown's wide receiver, five overall AJ Brown's number six and Devontae Smith's all the way down at number 18. You can get so much on top of Devontae Smith that you're really, really going to set yourself up for so much success for years to come.
1: I like the thesis behind it. I'm not sure how much you, you actually, it just depends on how much you're actually getting for Devontae Smith plus for AJ Brown. I would, uh, I, I would almost take anything. I would uh, oh, almost take anything. Almost. I mean, like if you if
3: it's a first, a hundred percent. If it's a second, yeah. I'm scratching my head. If it's a depth piece, I'm scratching my head.
0: Like a trade, like a Jackie Moon trade for uh who the guy in that that
2: Woody Helsinki for a, a washer and dryer. For a washer <laughs> and dryer. Yeah.
0: Flint, the Flint tropics. The Flint Tropics.
2: Matt, Matt I gotta give you <laughs> the biggest shout out in the world. You just gave me a line that I will use until I'm old and gray when I disagree with somebody, but I don't want to hurt their feelings that I agree with your thesis.
0: <laughs> but that was a very well crafted theory. Fantastic. But, uh, that was fantastic. Nice
1: little bit of fan fiction. You wrote, you wrote for me there. That is fantastic. I love that. But
2: I also do, I have a cell as well and I'll bring it oh. up to you guys. Cause I'd love to hear what you think. It's right. Calvin Ridley. And it's not because I don't like Calvin Ridley. I think he could be a good player. My problem with Calvin Ridley is he hasn't played a meaningful football game since 2021. And he hasn't played a full season since 2020. He's going going to be 29 during the season. He's not a young spring chicken. And everyone is so gung-ho betting the house that he is the wide receiver one in Jacksonville when Christian Kirk was very good. Evan Ingram was very good. I'm not saying that there's zero percent chance that Calvin Ridley's a wide receiver. I think there's a chance, but I think there's a just as big a chance that he's the third passing option early on in this offense behind Ingram and behind uh, Christian Kirk. And at the top of the show here, uh, we had a, we had a comment, Adam Smith. He asked, would you trade Ridley and either Cam Akers and James Cook for Garrett Wilson? That, my friends, is why I am selling Cal Ridley. If you're telling me I can get a a chair at the Garrett Wilson table and it's going to cost me Ridley plus one of these backs, sign me up. And when Matt was on the game plan just a couple weeks ago, if you haven't checked that episode out, I highly recommend that you do. It was a great episode that Matt and I did. He actually... Changed my mind on on James Cook. So I'm in on James Cook. So this is me not trashing a guy like James Cook. This is me just simply saying that if I can get a guy with the ceiling of a Garrett Wilson, you're going to throw that name out there and it's Calvin Ridley plus something? Oh, I am all in. And if you want to even just sell – you're looking at a market that could potentially give you DJ Moore plus a second asset, his teammate Christian Kirk plus a second asset, Deontay Johnson plus a second asset. You might even just make a parallel one-for-one move for a young stud like an Olave at this given rate, the way he's soaring up the chart. So uh, it, just because of his price, I'm definitely looking to sell Calvin Ridley.
1: I, I love that. Quick yeah. note on James Cook. You know what's funny, Maddie? RB30, when I came on the game plan and talked about that, RB 23 right now on underdog. I noticed it the other day. I was like, whoa, when did James Cook start going around Jesus. here? Uh, you I steamed him up. I think it was me and me alone. That's it was. what it was. It
2: was you. And right after we recorded that episode, he had that crazy run in the preseason game that it just went crazy on Twitter. Everyone retweeted it. All of a sudden I was just like, Matt was on some trendsetter.
1: Started getting goal line carries. Damian Harris not even practicing. I mean, we're at the point where your biggest worry is Latavius Murray. But, but anyway, Seth, before I give you the agenda that you know I already have prepared for this episode, because we're talking about dynasty buys, why don't you go ahead and talk about your, your buy and sell?
0: Well, somebody's going to have to explain something to me, because I don't quite know what's happening. All right. Uh, I like Darren Waller. I do. But something's happening in the universe that I don't understand with Darren Waller. I think he's, he's going to have a good year, okay? I do. But he's missed a lot of games over the last two years. Last time I checked, he's, what, 30, 31 years old? I know for a tight end it's different, but there, there are some people out here saying, oh, well, Kelsey's getting up there. And I'm like, oh, Kelsey, Kelsey stayed healthy. The Chiefs are managing his snaps. I have zero concerns about Kelsey at all. Uh, but Darren Waller? when he, now he's being steamed up like right in line with Hawkinson. I don't know. Like, I like, this is where the redraft streets and the dynasty streets meet, because if he's being pushed Mm -hmm. up by these high stakes guys and you can't help, but respect, you know, the Theo Gremminger's the Dave Hubbard, the Billy, like all these high stakes guys are pumping this guy up. And so I go, well, what's going on here? I don't really understand. You look, look into it. You look at the stats, but Man, in Dynasty, it's it's really hard for me to hang on to him right now where his value is. It's not that I dislike the player. It's just I'm not quite sure what's going on with Darren Waller. And I'm at least tempting the waters like, hey, Darren Waller's on the trade block. Let's see what happens. Let's see what kind of offers roll in. Not going to give him away for nothing. But I think it's a guy, especially if you have other options at tight end like I do on some of my teams, that was – has completely risen in value and I'm not really sure why I guess training camp. He's looking really good. I agree on Calvin Ridley. Um, and like I said, I, I don't, I don't know why I have to keep bringing it up, but David Montgomery, man, like I, I, he's, it, you play the cess classic hit classic hits I mean, play the is, hits. This is, <laughs> I, I don't understand it. Somebody's going to have to tell me why this is a bad move, you know? Cause we have this offensive line expert Dan Fornick Mm -hmm. and he came on top 10 takeaways and his number two offensive line in the NFL is the Detroit Lions and we know that Jameer Gibbs is not the pass protector that David Montgomery is they signed him for a reason this was clearly their plan all along to pair these two guys together based on the draft footage that you saw they were so nervous that they weren't going to get him at pick number 12 I don't know why but they just love Jameer Gibbs and they're going to use Jameer Gibbs. And I'm not even, you know, anti-Jameer Gibbs really, because there's a world where he gets just targeted, peppered with targets and an amazing offense. But David Montgomery is going to be the grinder and more times than not, I think you're going to look up and go, dang, like who's getting the ball inside the five, who's getting the carries inside the 10 who's, you know, maybe even stealing a pass catch here or there from Gibbs like Montgomery is a really good football player, and I somebody's. I mean, if David Montgomery's not right, I don't want to be right. I'll, I'll be wrong. If David Montgomery's not right, I'll be wrong. So I I am all in, all in on David Montgomery, especially in like underdog and these best ball tournaments. Like I think he's the perfect RB two. Maybe even I, I'm fine with him as my RB one. Maybe like him and Rashad White as my two running backs. Like I'm totally cool with that. So. I love David Montgomery to see what he can do in an offense that is so much better than any offense he's ever played in. So yeah, I rest yeah, my game.
1: Um, I, it was, I scoffed at you at first and now I'm drafting David Montgomery every single chance. Yes. Like.
0: I've converted into it to the David Montgomery Cole. <laughs> yes. When you
1: look at the range that he's going in, you're like, okay, I can load up. And if I'm having like yeah. the one Oh two, I could grab like chase Olave Metcalf first three rounds sit pretty grab like one depth depth piece. And then I can grab like Kamara Montgomery or Connor Montgomery Connor white Montgomery. That whole tier right there has, a, has some floor and upside. And if I'm going zero RB, I typically want to take out of my two running backs, a ceiling play and, and a stable play. I need someone who's just going to give me 10 points a week, right? Just don't yes. dud. And David Montgomery is going to be that anchor guy. For for teams that are thin thin at RB, where he's scoring, he's like a Devon Singletary last year, where he's scoring ten points, and if he finds the end zone, it, it might be sixteen. So I like that. I, I you know I'm finally gonna say it. I like the call there with David <laughs> Montgomery. Yeah. Maybe may, you know, speaking of the classics, this is yeah, two can play at this game. I won't. I won't. They'll be a little bit brief with this one, but your Christian Watson them, yeah. is still my buy. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver twenty. Look, I, I saw a disrespectful tweet, and I know we massage these quotes. I have the internal knowledge to know that this was massaged, and no, I didn't necessarily go back to see what your direct quote was. But <laughs> even saying anything like Christian Watson being Chase Claypool should be grounds for re- terminating you from your position. <gasps>
3: ah, no. That is so
1: disrespectful because I don't know if oh, shut here. It, uh, guy, I who said that. This <laughs> guy. I said it. I said what it. he yeah. said. He said, "2023 Christian Watson is 2021 Chase Claypool," and I about I How did almost I miss that? vomited. I was in cold sweats for an hour, just wondering why he would do this to me. Some people won't go there. I'll go there. I'm fine. some
2: people like to watch the world but Listen,
1: there's this app. There's this app. I suggest you all get it. Yeah. It's called the Breakout Finder. And it helps us isolate prospects and gives us a probability that they break out. So I understand that you want to make the big, tall. It's easy to make the big, tall, fast comparison. I get it. Chase Claypool at Notre Dame, which still isn't great level of competition, but at least it's FBS recorded a 27.7% or, you know, breakout rating. So 27% chance of breaking out Christian Watson, Was by the way, actually, the the Claypool that was behind uh Lynn Bowden Jr. in in terms of that class, so that's where that's where we put him from the start. Christian Watson was fifth in his class from an FCS school with a 47% chance of breaking out, and he he almost did it, and he's gonna do it this year when he became a full time starter in week 10, getting 80% of the snaps from then on, barring one game. He was a target hog and just a big play monster. Now, he didn't shine incredibly well in terms of route win rate. He struggled with his consistency, but looking at Matt Harmon's profile for him on reception perception, there's a lot of bright spots, and Harmon goes into detail watching through all of his film on how there's a lot of promise there. You know The alpha that we see in those big games, that's his potential. He just needs to continue to refine his game and become the best version of himself so there's more of Christian Watson that efficiency is going to dip a little bit but that's going to come with more target volume so I I I think Seth and I know it's just the preseason but I know inside just a little bit you're worried that this Packers offense is not going to be as bad as you thought it was all offseason
0: I'm, I'm pretty confident it's it's going to be pretty run heavy um so i, I yeah I think, here's, I here's the problem here's the problem with christian but, Watson. but it and Atlanta was league. run
1: heavy and drake london still got 25 percent of the targets there and had a healthy target share to to support him so um, they, yeah but
2: yeah, he didn't yeah. throw
0: very much at all but like i could see green baby in this year's version of they're gonna, have, the to they, they're gonna no. have to throw. They're
1: gonna play with. They're gonna have to. I don't even know what he just said. I'm not gonna come back to it. <laughs> you don't think so? They, they have to play Minnesota no twice, Detroit twice, Chicago twice. They're gonna yeah, have. They'll, to they'll play be able to run all over forward. those teams. They're, but like the Falcons were a team like, desi- like your
3: first play for the Falcons every time was a handoff, and it was Marcus Mariota or Desmond. Ritter. It was it was an RPO ninety percent of the time. That is what they ran. The Packers don't do that. Jordan Love doesn't do that. Jordan Love led his conference in college in yards per attempt, led it at interceptions as well, which shows he's not afraid to sling it, and neither will the Packers' pass-heavy team team. Top 20 in pass plays per game next year. Christian Watson's gonna be huge, Matt. Great call.
0: No, top twenty yeah, is not that bold. Way to go, way to go bold yeah.
4: on I'm top twenty. <laughs> yeah. I They're the
0: gonna ball. be below league average in yeah, running yeah, number twenty, 20 in pass attempts. That's right, yeah. yeah, that, that to go
3: sounds from 32, about right. That sounds to go from thirty-two tight. to top twenty is a pretty big jump. I they
0: I think were like pre packers will be
2: below league average in pass
0: They were middle of the pack last year in pass
1: attempts with Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if it's below league average. Average. I'll take 22% of whatever passing volume there is. If, if you have a hyper athletic freak who is becomes a more refined route runner, we're looking at, you know, an AJ Brown type of explosion. Matt Harmon has his comp for, for Christian Watson yeah. is Martavis Bryant. Yeah, Martavis Bryant is real good. I don't want that. He was, inc- he was incredible. What are you talking about? <laughs> like
0: just cuz yeah, he couldn't just cuz go to the Hall of Fame, yeah.
1: St- <laughs> stay out of jail or whatever it was. Oh, I mean, okay. We're looking uh, at a Martavis Bryant without legal issues. That's what we're if, if I will say Antonio it's one Brown thing without CTE. These are the levels that he can hit.
2: Yeah. I will say one thing about Christian Watson. If you if you're unable to get him now, there may be a buy window by Halloween. Because his opening season schedule does suggest they may run the ball quite a bit because they probably will come into the game as favorites against Atlanta uh, and against the Raiders. They're Detroit, which will be possibly a shootout. But then New Orleans, that's kind of a team that's going to look to slow the pace. But once they hit that bye week, they're going to come out and go at Denver. That game might be slow right there. That might be your sweet spot to get Christian Watson at a really, really nice price because then they have the Vikings at home. Then they have the Rams at home to the Steelers, Chargers at home, at Lions, Chiefs at home, at New York Giants, those games, they're going to have to score the football. And that's where Watson may just get a huge bulk of his points where he can just dominate. But as a whole, as an athlete, as a prospect, I definitely want to get me Christian Watson where I can.
0: I will, say, I will give you one scenario where I will be maybe a little bit worried. That's if Sean Clifford takes over a quarterback. Or no or or Alex Magoo or come
3: on, Alex Magoo comes in. Come on,
1: Seth. Come on. Take guys. off
2: your blinders.
1: See, we have to go back in time because we clearly were wrong about negotiating in good faith to get trades done. Cause I was about as good faith, right? There what did I do? As as I could have possibly been, and I I don't know. I feel like I'm having a conversation with Denny Carter, Seth. That's what I. That's what I feel like going on right now.
0: What what ha- what did we even agree to? I can't even remember. Like it was targets per game or something with Christian Watson. I'd have to look it up. Oh, I have yeah, our bets we, filed away we did somewhere. Do
1: fantasy <laughs> points per game, Gibbs versus Montgomery. Ah, that's I'm already. Can I collect on that? No, you can't collect no
0: on that. No, this guy.
2: Okay. This guy's this is asking for an, he was an eight foot putt. This is an eight foot putt. He's like, that's a gimme, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pick it up. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't know. I I just I can't. I can't. I don't understand the value. That's that's kind of where I'm at because it's like we're viewing him in the same breath as DJ Moore. Um, Better, you know, Chris Godwin.
1: Yeah, because DJ Moore has this has this illustrious resume of production. You that we should be. Yeah. I, I love You're DJ drunk. Moore. I love DJ Moore. But let's okay. not act like. There's like some rock solid resume that we're putting. Together. He had terrible quarterback play. Don't get me wrong. And DJ Moore's he had
2: three not. 1100 yard seasons with about the dirtiest of dirty quarterback play. Yeah. Wait. Should we do a tag team bet? Christian Watson versus DJ Moore total fantasy points between me and Seth versus Matt and Jason.
1: I would. Why that. would I want? No. 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 no, no. Nope, nope. nope. This oh, is where. This oh, is where You take get... Matt. Hold on, Matt. This Matt. is where <laughs> I get misquoted and and backed into a corner. I'm not against DJ Moore. Like, I don't no, know where but- we got off on this tangent. <laughs> yeah, it's all because you're in the
0: wrong me. corner about Christian Chris- Watson. Everybody nah, is but on. me.
3: Christian Watson versus DJ Moore points per game. It's got to be Christian Watson. I, I, think,
1: think, both- take that bet. I think both are in the top 15. I'll take that bet. I will take that I think they're both in the top
0: DJ Moore. DJ Moore finishes DJ higher than
1: do- Christian I mean, Watson you points per game. You know, know game. what? Whatever. I'll do it for the content. Let's go. You do it? I'll do it. All right.
0: What's the quote? What's the quote tweet, Jason? Uh, Matt said that Christian Watson <laughs> will just absolutely obliterate DJ Moore in fantasy points per game. Is <laughs> Matt, that- wanna- even uh, good. I don't does.
1: have I don't have enough people in my mentions telling me I'm not good at fantasy football. So, I mean Yeah. <laughs> oh dude. Would be some pre-comedy yeah. if we, if you we need know, the yeah.
2: buzzards. You need some more buzzards. Let's get oh, some yeah. more buzzards.
1: Oh, so funny. Oh. Matt yeah. said uh, anyway. DJ Moore dust.
3: Christian Watson is wide receiver 1 overall in 2023.
1: There you go, DJ Moore. DJ Moore will that. hold Christian Watson's jockstrap in in 2023. There you go. Just... <laughs> and he
3: just said it. He just <laughs> said just, it. <laughs> you said it,
1: and it's on no live. Sarcasm.
2: You just put it out there. clip it. No yeah.
1: sarcasm was there. He said it. All right. When people think of me, they know I'm a I'm a pl- I'm a team player. <laughs> well, um, I didn't even get to talk about how Damian Pierce is the easiest sell right now in Dynasty Football. RB twenty.
2: You can sell I'm always on board. selling so Damian Pierce,
1: he was a volume play. He finishes RB 20 in fantasy points per game last year. And he was a product of volume. I, I find it. He, the Rex Burkhead was the RB two. I find it very unlikely that Pierce finishes in the top 15 and carries on that offense with newly signed Devin Singletary <laughs> and Pierce, by the way, was one of the worst pass blocking backs per PFF last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enter Devin Singletary, who was the sixth best playing on a a highly negative game script team. I just don't think the bell cow role is as likely as as people think. And even if not, he he has to massively beat out RB20 to increase his value. And he's in danger of being or getting some more significant competition through free agency or the draft. So easy sell for me.
3: Now, Matt, have you seen the video of Damian Pierce getting his helmet knocked off and still running in for the touchdown as a Florida Gator?
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible what being like a tough tackle breaker can do for you. It, I mean, it probably paid for what, uh, like multiple houses, probably five to ten cars for LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt and his family never have to work again.
0: Yeah, Hmm. we have your dad advocating for you in the chat. Sorry, Mister Babbage, we didn't mean to pick. Well, if your son had some better fantasy takes, we wouldn't have to pick on him. So, um, can I throw my buy real quick? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's Kyle Pitts. It's Kyle Pitts. Yes, that's a good one. That's
3: a buy good yourself. one. Yeah, I love that one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, buy yourself some Kyle Pitts. Uh basically right now he's fallen to number 54 overall. Tight end oh, three. So taking a huge hit. Players around him Jahan Dotson, Jordan Addison, Jerry Judy, Damian Pierce, Zay mm. Flowers, Deontay Johnson, J.K. Dobbins, Michael Pittman, Christian Kirk, Terry McLaurin. Give me Kyle Pitts over all those guys, standard leagues, tight end premium. I do not care. I understand we got burned by him last year. We're not going to get burned by him this year. Everything is finally lining up for him to have a big year, and yet we're down. It makes no sense to me. Desmond Ritter's going to freeze a linebacker. Bijan Robinson's going to take away a linebacker. Drake London's going to take over the cornerback one. Kyle and Pitts. Desmond is Ritter's going to airmail
2: it to the stands.
3: Desmond Ritter's, Desmond Ritter's got it, and if he doesn't have it, Taylor Heineke does. And uh Kyle oh, Pitts, it's 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 really gonna be really, really good for, for Kyle Pitts, at least from a fantasy football standpoint. And when the Falcons win the division and a playoff Ooh. game, you're gonna wish you had yourself some Kyle Pitts because he's gonna be tight end one again, completely uh, unobtainable.
1: Jason, I'm not ever gonna pretend like I know more than the Falcons than you. I, I simply won't do it, but I will tell you that Desmond Ritter, they're gonna be that offense is gonna be stalling late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter, week one, in a winnable game, Heineke's going to come in. They're either going to win or barely lose, and he might not look back. It, it just, uh, nah. But then, but then, Heineke's going to throw three picks in, like, week five, and then Ritter's going to come in <laughs> and rush for 70 yards. And all of a sudden, we might see this quarterback duo flip-flop starters like Tua and Fitzpatrick. <laughs> so, Maybe. I don't, t- I, don't I don't know.
3: I don't know. I don't know. I think I think they believe in Ritter, at least to give him a few games. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Either way, Kyle Pitts is going to be good. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I will be quarterback back there, and Kyle Pitts will still be a tight end one.
2: Jason, let me ask you this question. As a Falcons fan, would you rather the Falcons win eight or nine games, maybe even sneak in the playoffs but get trounced in round one, or have like two or three wins and have a chance at one of these quarterbacks?
3: Uh, I want them to make the playoffs. I want uh, the, the Falcons are the exact type of team who can beat any team in the NFL. They just are. It's a very sloppy football style. They kill a lot of the clock, and they have a very, very fast and strong defense that can win in all quadrants. I, I, I they're a very, very dangerous team. Any given Sunday, they're one of those teams that can do it. What did you just say? I'm saying, I'm saying, what? I'm just saying, watch out for the Falcons this year. I'm, they're a really, really dangerous team. They went out. They got everyone you need. They bolstered the defense. Except line. the quarterback you don't you don't need it you don't need it you can go out and do exactly what the Buccaneers or the Rams did next year crawl into the playoffs this year if Desmond Ritter sucks go trade for Matthew Stafford go trade for Kyler Murray go trade for you know whoever else is out there and you're going to be totally fine everything is there I mean it's just like Tua last year you know like no one really wanted to take a chance on Tua lo and behold you get all the weapons Geno Smith lo and behold you get all the weapons Jared Goff lo and behold you get all the weapons and you're a great fantasy quarterback Desmond Ritter, it's going to be good this year, and I'm in on him.
0: You know, at least Jason's being consistent. I like I, I, I so, somebody at least somebody other people aren't. Somebody thinks you know Jordan Love is like you know the next MVP of the league, and then now now we're now we're dogging on you Desmond about- Ritter. Mm-hmm. Now we're dogging on Desmond Ritter. You know what Desmond Ritter did last year? Uh, he he threw the ball more than 30 times in a, in multiple and, games
3: and didn't throw an interception.
0: Yeah and and you know the last time uh Jordan Love did that it was against Kansas City in week in week 9 of 2021 he threw a pick 55% completion percentage 190 Ooh. yards um, and uh, was was terrible. So The Seth uh, quote is,
3: is Desmond Ritter's better than Jordan Love? Is he is, Lord yeah. Quote <laughs> me on that.
0: Quote <laughs> me on that. It, He's it, actually you... shown me something. I'm like, uh,
1: uh...
2: Are you guys familiar with the Hedron Collider in, uh, I think it's uh, Sweden or Switzerland? Yeah, yeah and familiar? I want to be
1: put in it right now. And
2: so that's where they're just spinning particles around and then colliding them together to create some sort of reaction. What we just saw was this Hedron Collider of the hatred of the Packers and the love of the Falcons merged together in a black hole, and some dynasty league just opened up somewhere.
0: <laughs> that was so, that was, that was maybe the best thing that's ever been said on this show, I think. Because you're like, that yeah, was tremendous. Jason's a Falcons fan, I'm a Bears. Fan. Yes, it's perfect. My head in still right right the Packers. Perfect. That's a perfect. <laughs> I I wish we could end the show on that. Um, you can't <laughs> again, Should we just end the show? You can't. Like, you're, you're able
2: to you just hit now. Story.
0: Okay. You, you, you missed yeah, it. Damn! All right, I'll have to be on the lookout for a moment like that next time. I don't know if it'll ever happen again, though. It's like Haley's comet or something. Jay, clip that. that Make sure you clip multiple, that too, Jay. That's you good, got
2: a bunch of know. clips tonight. You we're better be coming, clipping it.
1: We're, we're coming back in. We'll be here in season, Seth. You're gonna have to answer for Jordan Love live. <laughs> like I just, I I hope do, you know. like,
0: Okay, I'll be here when Is he there, throws
1: multiple picks in a game, and you're like, why
0: can't he be get the ball to? Why can't Jordan Love get the ball to Christian Watson? I saw on Twitter the other day; it was maybe the best thing out there that day. Uh, what is it, don't you think it's ironic that somebody named named Love is struggling with a deep connection? <laughs> and he's gonna this year, and you're not
1: gonna you're not gonna be happy that you drafted Christian Watson. I'm just saying we've we've been over the accuracy metrics. We we already know that Watson was not getting accurate targets last year, so. Yeah. I don't know. No. We're we can argue about this until we're blue in the face, or we can rate a couple of trades and move on with let's, our lives. Let's rate um. a couple
0: of trades and and uh, and see what happens. Let let us let us uh, know what 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 you think of this whole Christian Watson thing in the chat, and send us your trades. We've got. I didn't read this one before I put it up here, uh, which is always a good idea. Um, wow. So we got Gino. Oh, there's the I'm not gonna read the whole roster, but it's there. Oh, he said okay. he was thinking of trading for a tight end. Any thoughts gonna... or ideas?
3: Yeah, yes, um, yes, yes. Take Jake, Jake Ferguson. In.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. not bad. He's not take, horrible. Take,
3: take Jake Ferguson and get the actual tight end one for the Cowboys, Luke Schoonmaker, and whatever oh. else you can get thrown in. Wow. Didn't that
1: guy barely make the roster? Just when uh, I
3: thought he super made the roster and caught a touchdown in the
4: preseason.
3: Never <laughs> yeah, mind, I did.
0: <laughs> I
4: think it might have been two.
3: It might have been two.
0: two? <laughs> we need to get shirts. We need to get shirts, made. But guys, he caught a touchdown in the preseason. That's a good. Oh, that's a great.
2: That's a good merch right yeah. there. Yeah.
0: All right, so yeah. go get Schoonmaker. Uh, no, he. Itty bitty South City. It- Sixty five. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love a, that name. Uh, name?
0: All right.
2: Just go get yourself a cheap tight end right here. You don't have to get too crazy with it. Go look for your Gerald everett's or your yeah, trade. Tyler beads. Oh trade any of those Colts running backs at any type of premier value, whether it be Hall, Jackson, just trade them now. Because it's going to be convoluted backfield. This is like little Zach Moss getting valuable touches. Like, come on now.
1: Yeah. All
0: Thank right. Thank you. Um, I don't see any other ones. Do we want to talk about maybe one more trade? I know. Oh, here's one. Oh, that's just this is just a team. Nah.
1: Congrats, on, congrats nah. on your team, Dan. Nah. <laughs> Last,
0: we need trades,
1: trades. I crave trades. Here we go. All Keenan right. Allen for Debo Samuel non PPR.
2: Yes, in non PPR. Hell yes. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I love Keenan, but Debo's yeah. younger and Definitely. and uh, non PPR is a big factor too. Yeah. Massive factor in this deal.
1: Does this guy know that Alberto got cut?
0: I
2: wonder if no, he's he just excited traded.
1: because
0: he went. He got traded to the Philly. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those classic. They got reported as cut, and then they some team at the last minute came in and got a deal done. Yeah, um, yeah, he's basically cut. So
2: uh, he's a, he's a, I know, I mean, no. he's a Dallas Goddard doppelganger, and that's what he'll be. So if you want to sit around and wait for Dallas Goddard to one get hurt, Time and then he two Alberto. No, Tyree Jackson got cut. He's on uh, the Giants oh, now. The Giants put him. Tyree on the Tyree Jackson club. got cut. Okay, I'm the yeah. one who's behind. Yeah, but still though, I mean, Alberto, you're just you got to you need an injury, and then you need something else to happen where some sort of connection gets developed in light speed between Hurts and Alberto, in which he gets that you know those targets that Dallas got to get. So I don't think he really has any value. It's it's appealing, and if you have crazy deep rosters, why not? Because you know there's a theoretical upside but hey, it's gonna to be tough for it, to, for it to really happen
1: all right is that it we don't have a oh you're yeah right. i was I'm gonna i right. was just gonna highlight that one as well it's not yeah. a trade question but a good question yeah matt's dad asks where does tyler Albea his name is in?
4: sam yeah <laughs> show
2: that man some respect his name is... it says Sam. <laughs> mr. It that's matt's
3: mr babbage to you Sorry, mr. you mr. dirty I like rotten mr. no Babich. good scoundrel like- you I like I like Mr. Babbage. I think Mr. Babbage wants to know where Tyler Algier fits in and if he's still playable. And the answer will be yes. I think all three of the Falcons' running backs can finish top 36 on a points per game basis.
2: So the Atlanta Falcons are just what the St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf. All of a sudden, Pitch is <laughs> they are, good, London's know. good, Ridders yeah. good.
3: Four running backs are good. No, well, when I went to the I went to the Falcons' training camp, yes, they had plays where not only Cordero Patterson was on the play. Not only was Bijan Robinson in the play, but also Tyler Algier. They had three running back sets going on, so it's just they want to use are they bring
1: back wing T? Is it back? I can, it's I, 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 tea. Dude, I they're he ran we ran the wing T. We
0: ran they're the like wing T at my high school. They're like the corn fed <laughs> high school. <laughs> Ninth, That's what they're dude, gonna do. Yeah. they're
1: gonna be run, they're gonna be the
0: three fullbacks. I bet I bet freaking Bijan Robinson can run one heck of a 19 pitch. And yes, that was the extent of our play call. It was nineteen, 19 pitch. pitch, and that was that was our killer play. It, it, we scored many many touchdowns on nineteen hey, pitch.
2: The Atlanta Falcons. Hey, football fans, do you want to see an offense that made Calvin Johnson irrelevant in college? Come on to Atlanta.
1: Yeah,
3: perfect. <laughs> the, right down the street, dude. Less than a mile. <laughs> right <there. from> tech. <laughs> Less than a mile. Although for some reason, like forty five miles from the practice facility, what's that about?
2: That is weird.
0: That's what that's that's <laughs> so that's more. not doesn't make any sense. Um all right. I, I do like Algier this year, but I think it's because Atlanta's gonna run the damn ball. Yep. They're gonna run they're gonna run the ball so much. He's um a very
2: valuable handcuff, even even so. Like I mean, yeah. one of the most valuable handcuffs in the in, in advance this year.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, and he's good like he had over a thousand yards rushing last year and nobody's talking about it. So he's a good player, I think.
2: Good player, yeah, for sure.
0: Any any other trades, or or should we go to bold predictions? I, I think we've covered enough trades, maybe. Yeah,
1: hour and fifty hour and fifteen. Oh too, yeah, we, are, we have steamed past. Time the flies. Power hour mark. Time but, flies uh, when
0: you're talking about
1: Christian Watson around here. So it just so yeah, <laughs> um, Maddie, Jason. Um, so go ahead and kick us out or close us out here with uh, your plugs to to get everyone following you and and caught up with the latest in in the world of you and then a bold prediction. We got a little time capsule thing going on. So all of our guests leading up to the season, we're going to be capturing their bold take. And then you know maybe around like week 14, 17, fantasy championship, something like that. We're gonna we're gonna play it all back in one in one long kind of video. So go ahead and hit us with your plugs and your bold predictions. Uh, kick us off, Maddie.
2: So you can find me on X at Maddie Kiwum uh, VODs Articles. The game plan, trade gods with my man Jason, future cast, all that good stuff over at Play a Profile, YouTube channel, playerprofile.com, all that good stuff. And if you just can't get enough me, you can head over to patreon.com slash the executives with me and Cody. And my bold take, Antonio Gibson is a top 12 running back on a points per game basis.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Movie. Yeah. That's a take. Jason has a tough act to follow.
3: That is a tough act to follow. I don't, but but you can you can find me on Twitter at jfootballwine and currently running all of the player profiler social medias except for the YouTube, of course, run by the great set Dwald up there. Uh, and um, Wake and Take Monday through Friday, ten a.m. Trade Gods Thursday nights, eight p.m. But there will be a little programming announcement coming out shortly and a bold take. Feel like I've thrown too many bold takes out here in this episode, <laughs> so now I've got to dig in again. What's the next bold, the bold. take? So bold. The Falcons
0: the Super Bowl for the Falcons.
3: That's that that one I don't want put in the time capsule. But I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> my bold take is that George Pickens finishes a whole positional rank ahead of Deontay Johnson. So if Deontay Johnson finishes as a wider res- a wide receiver three. George Pickens will be a wide receiver one uh, and just kind of use that.
1: So 12 spots above Deontay Johnson, at least, essentially. At least. Yeah. At least. yeah. I don't, I don't hate that. I do. I am a Deontay Johnson. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want it to happen. I don't, I, respect I, I don't, point. I don't think it's out of the range of outcomes. Certainly. I personally would be losing money if that were <laughs> the case. <laughs> Unless it's like George Pickens is wide receiver four and Deontay Johnson is wide receiver 16. And then like, as long as Deontay Johnson like beats ADP somehow in that scenario still, then I'm fine. But I do tend to have a good amount more invested in Deontay Johnson. Uh, but I am a, I am a George Pickens stand, So I, I do like that. Um You can find me. I'm not going to say X. You can find me on Twitter at (laughs) Babich underscore Matt 10. It just does not feel right. It does not feel right. (laughs) And you uh, have a few articles that have dropped. You can check those out on playerprofiler.com slash articles where you can check out all of our articles and all the articles at the good staff of player profiler. we got a lot of young talent. we got a lot of hungry talent. It's going to be a good year for player profiler. As well as you can find me on this podcast, Dynasty Roundtable. Uh, Coming in the in season, you know, we'll we'll have more information about this as it gets figured out. But we'll be transitioning to more of a rotating basis on Wednesdays. So we will not be necessarily coming to you every week. But you'll be able to find Seth and I all over the player profile or channels and streams. You know, we'll, you know, everyone's going to be playing a part. It's going to be it's going to be great. My I, my official bold call was was a while back. I honestly don't remember what it, what it is, but I'll find it. Uh, my unofficial one that I still truly believe in is Jeff Wilson is going to finish as an RB three this season. He was the starter after being traded for from the Miami Dolphins. I don't think the Miami Dolphins are gonna be trading for Jonathan Taylor after all of this. I don't think the cost is worth what they what they think it can give him in the short term. And Jeff Wilson's going to continue to be the starter. And if Devon H. Shane breaks out this season, he'll be replacing Raheem Mostert.
0: Yeah, a lot of exciting things happening at Player Profiler. Like as we transition to our in season schedule, you know, you might see a few new shows on YouTube. I'll let those people announce. Some of them we've announced already. Um, but we're also going to be doing part of the reason why we have to go back to every other week is that Matt Babbage and I, and it's going to be a rotating guest of people, Tyler Knabley, I'm sure Maddie Kewin will pop on, is we're going to be doing these tailgate shows like 30 minutes before Monday, Thursday night football. So we'll just get together like this and, you know, God help us if it's a Bears Packers game or something. Um, and we'll just talk, we'll just talk, or the Falcons, if the Falcons are playing, we'll talk about how many yards uh, B. John Robinson's going to run for and what you should, you know, maybe like if I don't know what we'll talk about, like if there's a daily DFS thing going on, like there always is. We talk about that, but be, stay tuned for it because, man, we're, we're adding so, so much good content like Theo's. We talked about it before the show. I don't think Theo's a real person. I think he's probably got <laughs> like a double like another Theo around because I don't know how he's drafting all these teams and doing all the work for player profiler. It feels like he's employed another Theo to help him out with it. <laughs> but it's like all this content is coming at you because all we have so many good people behind the scenes working really hard. Jason's, Jason's leading all the social media. I'm in charge of articles and YouTube and Maddie Q the stream yards are like all these people working in coordination together. It's so po- important. And I'm so thankful to be working with so many good people that, you know, make it happen for you guys. So just, Stay tuned. The best way you can show us that you're thankful right now is to, to click the like button and subscribe to the channel. So you can be tapped in all season long because you're going to want to be. So just do that. And that's my plug and my bold prediction. You might actually like this one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out together. I, I
2: think I'm going to.
0: Amon Ross St. Brown is going to lead the NFL in targets. And he's going to finish as the wide receiver three in fantasy football this year and if i can find the freaking thing i would have ended the show at the right time bye-bye everybody <laughs> nobody cares about aaron rogers here it is see ya